Pick up your paintbrush. It's time for Hobby Support Group. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Tom. How are you today? I am good. Um, I've been getting a lot of sleep recently, and that has definitely helped as I was a bit low. Had a bit of the old lurgy hanging around and lots of early nights and lots of refreshing water. In fact, I've got a glass of water next to me now to keep me hydrated. Stay hydrated, kids. Well, I am fully belurgied, so apologies, listener, if this sounds like some sort of weird plague bearer cosplay going on today. <laughs> because I can see you, Tom, and you've actually got one eye and a horn. It's... Uh... Yeah, I'm uh, not exactly filled with the choice of spring this morning. No, but you are em em embodying November, the spirit of this current month of just rain and misery. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, in all that, so today we have our October. And as we are recording on the 21st of November, we thought we won't just pretend it's still October. So we're actually doing the first half of November. Yeah, the update got, as well. We need to catch up, Tom. That's as simple as. <laughs> yeah. So and then probably next month we'll do a the second half of November, December catch up, and then hopefully back in January we'll be back on the monthly update cycles because we know you listeners like to know what we've been up to, and it's it's a bit annoying talking about you know things that came out six weeks ago. Well, so yeah, yeah, it's true. Hobby progress. I finished flocking, basing, and putting all the flags on on my 28 mil French from 1815 and actually played a game with it. And as well as that, I'm two thirds of the way through a Albion Warmaster army. Just got six units of warriors left to do for that. So, you know, mm -hmm. just 180 10 mil figures. And I've made a start on some six and 10 mil MDF terrain, some walls and field emplacements and stuff, because I sort of Slightly lost my putting mojo a little bit, uh, so I just have a change about doing a bit of terrain. How about yourself, Andy? Um, not a lot. I just uh, this. I with being sick and being on holiday and just life in general. I've just had no um, painting mojo. So I did. I know. I'm sure you know. I did some gargoyles and I did some tyrannid warriors and not a lot of else really. I've just. Um, been feeling a little bit like just had no mojo for painting at all and I didn't try and force myself to paint anything because I just wasn't in the mood so I finally painted two 10 mil Sherman tanks <laughs> the easiest models to paint um but I have just ordered some spoilers uh ordered some some scenery and actually that's getting me quite excited the thought of painting some scenery uh going to be reasonably excited but this this month i haven't really been doing a lot of hobbying at all and you know what that's absolutely fine you shouldn't put yourself under pressure to feel like you have to get things completed you know that you in no race against anyone except yourself it's not a competition it's not you know we're not in a uh, a competitive eating competition a competitive painting competition who can paint the most by the end of the year um yeah so I just have taken a break from painting really I've done a little bit and hopefully I'll get a bit more done in December, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But I think I'm, I feel my mojo's coming back again, Tom. Well, I completely agree. You know, I, I didn't do very much in October primarily because October's spooky season. I really like going to cinema and movie marathons and I ended up being in the cinema for two of the weekends watching yeah. horror movies. And, you know, that took up most of my hobby time and this month I've been really quite busy with work and yeah I've just not really super felt like it and we've had the change of the seasoning the seasons now and you know here in London for it seems for about the last month it's pretty much rained every day yeah but we do have the occasional day where it's it's really nice and yeah you know the odd day at the weekend so oh, it's really nice I could sit in and paint all afternoon or I could go for a walk instead and get some sun yeah. and it's more of an appeal as well, you know, a couple of weeks time when we, you know, it's it's now getting dark at like half four. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, you start painting in the evening when you get it back. I think, as you know, you just said that there's no point forcing yourself to do it or, in, you know, I've got to do this because it's what I do. Oh, it's a hobby. That, Tom? It's the hobby police. You yeah. haven't been painting. Come on Hurry out. 
yeah no <laughs> i mean that's not going to happen is it and yeah i've just been getting early i you, i don't paint at weekends because i have a family and they expect me to do things with them so selfish um so i have to do mine in the evenings and i've been i've been going to bed at like half eight just trying to get my energy back after like i said one of the worst colds i've had for like probably 10 years and it just needs to be just draining my energy so i've just been going to bed early I, I'm, I'm not competing with martin he had pneumonia uh but i have felt rotten <laughs> so just you know feeling like i could like just paint a couple of tanks was great the other day it just, just felt like felt good to do something but um yeah i don't feel guilty about doing nothing sorry everyone i don't feel guilty for not painting models for you to listen to on the podcast um yeah that's the, all our listeners are now have left us tom yeah we're, this revelation we're now just chatting to ourselves um, yeah but so let's so we Either as neither of us have done that much hobby progress, shall we chat about hobby purchases and see how we have, you know, thinned out those piles of opportunity with what we have or haven't bought? Ooh. Hobby purchases. And I may have sort of like spoiled this hobby, my main hobby purchase this month on the warfare review but i have actually jumped into some 172 scale stuff from hat industries and i've bought a box of trustrupen some ascari some rugger ruggers some indian infantry and some british tropical infantry mm. and you know that's five boxes of infantry for the grandiose sum of 22 pounds that's pretty good i mean Admittedly, it's a couple of hundred 20 mil figures to paint. Yeah. Which I'm actually really looking forward to play because World War One in Africa is something I'm really interested in. I've been yeah. looking for minis for playing it for quite a while. Saw these at the show and was like, I want them. They they sort of fit exactly into that thing of, you know, both forces are going to be able to fit easily in one box and they're going to give me all the models I need to actually come up with my own game mm -hmm. which i think i'm probably going to come up with like a home-brewed version that will sort of be take bits of bolt action bits of men who would be kings and add my own things in there because oh yeah there's got to be bees there's got to be killer lions there's got to be rhinoceroses that you think of hussars regiments this yeah sort of stuff railways <laughs> gotta have bees oh, it's, got mean, it's, it's got to be bees and specifically, I think there might have to be like maybe like a bee chart where you roll on the bee chart to see what's happening with the bees. What kind of bees you get? And not the bees. It's <laughs> uh, Tom. Don't mention, don't mention that movie, please. I could get your wicker. I could ask for your wicker man. I could, yeah, I could play with your wicker man. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I then also bought. Also at Warfare, I bought three sets of 70s and 80s rules for a pound a set because yeah. I quite like that. Old. I enjoy those old rule sets. I find them funny. And yeah. I, I now know Ed is peculiar enough to want to play them with me as well. So we, we, we can equal. Wouldn't describe them as balanced. But... <laughs> I mean, there's something you, you, there, there are rules you buy to play and rules you buy to read. And I tend to buy a lot just to read. Um, it's 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 things like World War Two rules, like tank rules, where you look through them and you realise of like, here's like the ammunition penetration table, mm. and there's about seventeen pages of them. Check the thickness of armour and the wind speed. Are you firing into the wind or with the wind? Oh, it's going so. Oh my god. That's like, is it like a solid round? Is it a hash round? Is it a discarding sabo round? How you? It's. I I think to actually play those kind of games would probably be hellish. But they're fun just to look at. I mean, I think the difference is, and this is my opinion, other opinions are out there. Back then, I know I had the opinion that the more complicated the rules, the more closer it was to a real simulation of what happened, the better the rule sets would be. Yeah. And, and that's clearly, in my opinion now, not the case. You know, fun and quick and easy to play in an afternoon is what I'm looking for. Well, I, I have been told a lot, a lot of those like, maybe not by the 80s but especially like lots of the sets that came out in the 60s and probably the 70s were actually written by veterans mm -hmm. 
so you you sort of like if you're writing a rule set for people who have you know maybe being a tank commander you could probably go a bit more specific in what you're doing because actually well, then, you know doing. yeah if you're a tank commander you're going like well where's my spe- where's my type of rounds i want for this situation yeah you know i, I yeah. know exa- i know exactly what's going on here I, I i can sort of like you can go in much more minutia detail yeah. um and then in a slightly less rock and roll but equally vital purchase i bought a load of 20 mil bases from war bases yeah and, you need them and props to war bases they were at warfare they didn't have what i wanted uh they very kindly just gave me a code to use they said put this order in if you put it in next week use this code i did it got free postage nice because they were like Brilliant. we don't we, we can't bring anything to the shows so if you you see war bases at a show and they haven't got what you want have a chat with them they might well give you a code to get free postage i mean my top tip for salute is i always order my stuff beforehand before the event so i can just pick them up there so i know they'll have what i'm after i check all the deals and buy them beforehand so if you can always order your stuff before the show because then the guys well it's good for them because they know they've got some guaranteed money coming in from the show when you get there yeah uh on that if anyone's going to any of the shows later on this year where backers are going to i know peter in the latest post on the backers facebook thing said if you want anything order it straight away because they need time to get it cast up because their stock supplies have been hammered at all the shows mm-hmm. that they've been to recently well that sounds good yeah that's encouraging isn't it yeah sorry we're too popular <laughs> so uh what about your purchases you, you said you bought some terrain andy what else had you bought well that hasn't arrived yet and by the rules of our podcast i don't have to declare it till it arrives that's the rules right um so i also i went to have we talked about selwig do we talk about what we got there yet was that october you know we haven't we, we haven't talked about selwig in in person no oh okay so, so i got some english civil war from pendraken and they're gorgeous they're fantastic ordered some pendraken i got bought some pendraken at selwig i bought some osprey books but they don't count because they're history books so that's that's obviously for work you know conquistadors <laughs> <laughs> you know how they came to london in the docks um i bought some paint brushes i got a big bag of like uh brushes for like 25 quid it was it worked out like one or two quid a brush and i was like even if i use them once and throw them away that's still pretty good value for all these brushes um that's where i bought the sherman tanks as well and i got some flags um well, i bought some 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 dice sets for role playing from a nice company there. I got a lovely sparkly pink set, which are my new favourites. Um, I used them in my role playing the other day, and I can announce that they rolled particularly averagely. Well, that's, uh, very, that's very bad for you. Just, uh, I know I was rolling. I was rolling fives and thirteens. Seems to be the two numbers I was getting. I don't know what that means. Any numerologists out there want to let me know what that means? Thirteens um, were okay. It was the fives that were bothering me um i think that's about it really oh i ordered some stuff from old glory so um for giggles because i just wanted to i ordered some 15 mil um blue moon french foreign legion with um, machine gun the gatling gun and some um arabs with rifles on horseback and then just because i noticed they had them i also ordered 50 10 mil skirmishing forlorn hope um from a company that that sell the models through old glory so um they arrived and i can say they're very nice i haven't painted them up yet but they did look really nice um it was like four pound for 50 so i was like that's worth trying out and i can declare that they are good um i think that's about it tom i just haven't really been buying very much oh shall we or i have been bought, bought much that's arrived first it is a good get out of jail free card that is it? <laughs> has it arrived yet um well, that's yeah. next next episode's content tom so i can't say i've got it yet i haven't got it yeah. you know is it on pre-order um yeah exactly I, I, I may have pre-ordered a new sci-fi rule set which seems to be quite popular i'm very excited about this i mean we could probably talk about it in the news section really yeah but before we get to there we've got games played games we played 
and because it's been a while since we've done these, actually got some games played. Ray, I didn't. I played a Escape the Dark Sector mm-hmm. down the club. Was a lot of fun. I played Escape the Dark Tower before. Escape the Dark Sector is the sci-fi version. Lots of fun. We actually beat it twice, which is quite impressive because it's it's quite a easy game where actually everyone just dies, so you don't win. That was a lot of fun. Also, like a, a good tick of getting one of my board games actually played. So you know, I'm sure lots of those lots of listeners who have got board games, I've got a whole heap of them that you've never really played. So this was good. We played the first round of our Pikeman's Lament campaign mm-hmm. with Ed, which we, me and Ed had the roundup chat about that a couple of episodes ago. So if you're interested in some English Civil War, check that out. We had the first big black powder game kicking off of our club's Napoleonics campaign, which the four of us played some black powder on a 12 by 4 with probably two 328 mil figures on a Wednesday night. That was a lot of fun. Also really showed the power of black powder in that we, you know, there was four of us, several hundred figures, maybe like a dozen brigades on the table in total. And we were finished within about two and a half hours. Yeah, completely. You know, it was it was a really fun game. That looked like a great game. I saw the pictures online. It looked fantastic. Yeah, it's um, I can see why people don't necessarily love it because it, it can be a little bit. You got a triple move, so you're just you know you're legging it halfway across the board. I think, or you didn't do anything. Uh, but it was a it was a perfect after work club game. Yeah. Or, or, or like perfect. There's a load of you. It's rules light. You play it in an afternoon. Mm. You know, lots of you going on. Really good. Then played some Block Mania with, again, with Ed. He came over here, we played some of that. Another one of my board games that I've had never played. Well, I, I played it about 30 years ago, I think, when it was in White Dwarf. And I'm glad to say that my memories of thinking I had no idea how to play it as a kid. It's really weird. Still played through as an adult. It's just the rules are really strange. Yeah, it's like put all these chits out on your building and things happen. Yeah, and like you know, Ed managed to pretty much destroy my block without actually ever getting any of his dudes into my block. He just kept pulling in enough event cards, which was letting him having like sabotaged it previously. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those games you probably need to play a few times to actually work out yeah. what it's doing. I think it is relatively simple. It's just also quite eighties in. Yeah what it's doing um and the design it looks brilliant and it looks really nice and it looks very much just like it's out of 2000 AD mm-hmm. but things like light blue chits on light blue squares and stuff can be a little bit I'm yeah sure exactly 100% what's going on well it's probably due a computer update those games I think I played Chainsaw Warrior um and that was great when they adapted to the computer you just clicking on the phone and playing it that way isn't it? and yeah. that and always lose i have never it, it's like the digital version of talisman i've never beat the digital version of talisman yeah. i always do mind you i don't has anybody ever actually beaten has anyone ever won talisman um i have me and my brother used to play for hours and hours until we like had about 30 odd strength and then we'd go in. <laughs> I was like, right, I want to absolutely make sure. I don't. After playing it for two hours, I'll spend another hour to guarantee I haven't wasted those last two hours. Yeah, we're now going down to that third level, and you immediately die. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's it. Maybe you just keep going round and round. Just. Oh, did you see the link I sent you for that other Judge Dread game? Yes. Yeah. It looks quite good fun. It does, and it's completely random chaos. That's the one where you are riding around arresting criminals. And you don't know who the criminal is, but you know what the crime is. You have just two cards. And it's like, yeah, it's good fun. Who doesn't like some dread? And talking about cards, also played some Keyforge. Yeah. Which was great because last week we were both feeling a bit gribbly. Yeah. Like, I can't. You were getting sick effort. and I was getting better. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much effort to carry an army down the club. Shall we just play a card game? Yeah. I Watch always, it. I love playing Keyforge. Such good fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
we had probably it, it, i think it was it's a testament to the game in that we had by far the most boring game of keyforge humanly possible yeah like most games take what 10 15 minutes so we played two games that were like both super quick weren't as i recall yeah um one then, each and then the third game which took about an hour well i worked out how to win and that was to stop you winning <laughs> <laughs> i know what this deck does it captures your amber and then and then doesn't let you have it and then just grinds out a win <laughs> slowly 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 i think we each went through our hands about twice didn't we it was yeah it's just, just like yeah Terrible. What's fun? I'm, I'm keeping that deck just as like I'm gonna call it the misery deck. <laughs> yeah, we'll just play control on control. And yeah, no speed. So, so um oh yes. Apart from I was there for the English Civil War game with you and Ed, so I did see that. That was one of my games. And I was running around as the um not the clansman. Clubman. The clubman running around as clubman. Um, and I did have my game of Blood Bowl against uh, the Snotlings, Aaron Snotlings, and it was a very exciting draw. I killed his troll, but he killed my ghost, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Exercised my ghost, I guess, as he punched the ghost so hard with a load of Snotlings that my ghost died. Oh, well. That's... Spin cycle died. Not good. Did, did yeah. your, but did your werewolf regenerate this time again well, my werewolf didn't die i bought a new <laughs> werewolf but as is a tradition somebody dies every game <laughs> one um, of my good not a zombie although i have got a zombie star player with block which is very exciting i got a blocking zombie that's the joys of blood bowl blood but that's blood bowl <laughs> corn cornery corn cornery <laughs> the um the zombie oh you have to, you have to give him the uh the the full outfit if he's now got block of the like the red holsters and the, the knee thigh boots. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows where I can get a model zombie or otherwise of Sean Connery from Sargos, I will definitely uh, swap that model out. You let me know, STLs or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so that's a hobby. Talking about games we play. Shall we talk about things we're going to be doing in the future in the oh. snazzy segment? Snazzy. <laughs> Snazzy names, snazzy names. This one hasn't got a snazzy name. So in true hobby support group, pre that jingle just gets better, doesn't it? Every time I hear it, it doesn't sound like someone made it up on the fly and then someone else just turned it into a jingle. <laughs> hobby support group is going to have a Christmas jolly some we point are. in London. Because of both Andy and I's schedules, we don't have it fully dialed in exactly when or where it's going to be yet. But check the Facebook group, Hobby Sport Group. As soon as we have details, we'll put it on there. We'll probably yeah. be something as rock and roll as going for a curry or something. Yeah, I, I need clearance from Bomber Command on exactly what dates are going to work and when she gets back to me. This is, this is the rock and roll lifestyle of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we are working full steam ahead to have a Warmaster event in mm -hmm. early spring. We're both yeah. now on the terrain with it. Uh, yeah. We will have some dates for that probably after Christmas. Yeah. But a date that you can put in your hobby diaries now is the December Hobby Support Group Hobby Hangout will be on December the 4th. Mm -hmm. That's the first Sunday in December at 8 p.m. on Zoom. Come join me on Zoom. We'll hang out, hang out, do some hobby chat. And that's the Hobby Support Group Hobby Hangout for yeah. December. So then let's move on to hobby news. Hobby news. Starting off hobby news this month with Victrix, we've got the late Romans archers and slingers. Oh, I really, really, really like these. Yeah. I think I think it's cool to see slingers with like the sling equivalent of a spear chucker. Yeah, some cool bows, and I think without any trouble, you could really use these for pretty much any yeah yeah if, if you, you need some slingers or bowmen use them yeah they are really they're, they're brilliant if you really want to see some images um some painted ones uh martin seven sun on youtube has got some from victrix and he's painted them up so go and look at them there but they look brilliant like really yeah. good 
yeah, I think they are really nice. You know, 34 quid for, I think, about 60 of them. So relatively good price. I have a 15 mil both sides for Duxbrit, and I'm, I'm thinking I should go and buy these and do it all over again in 28 mil now. Well, it's something I do like about the, the Victrix. Like now they've put in, they do the really big figure packs. It does make things and you go, well, I need one box of these, one packet of them. That's like yeah. two forces done. I think is, yeah, yeah, especially something like, you know, Iron Age Britain. One box of these, you're going to get enough bowmen and slingers for two forces. Mm-hmm. Away you go. Yeah. Really nice. Then Great Escape Games have released their World War Two Norwegian Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I quite like these. I've not. And I want to buy them as well. I want to do the Battle of Narvik, Tom. Yeah, no, it's it is one of the things that you're interested in, too, isn't it, with your poles and everything? And I've got yeah. the. I, I wouldn't be averse to doing a, you know, Norwegian campaign with my Germans because I've got the yeah. multi-turreted tank and stuff. I really like some of the Great Escape Games stuff. I backed the Hungarian cavalry Kickstarter. Yeah came in on time was there were really nice clean crisp sculpts if you're interested in the norwegians during world war ii check out this kickstarter it's live as we speak yeah then moving on to board games mythic games are releasing the darkest dungeon as a board game oh now i know you're not much of a computer game player are you andy but the Darkest Dungeon is a really cool sort of like roguelike computer game, which is pretty hard. I think it could be quite a fun board game. Um, mm. Sort of has that sort of like the 80s style and aesthetic randomness and you know, you're probably going to die. But with the more modern flourishes and bits that we actually appreciate in modern gaming. So that's that. Now back to World War Two. Grey for now games have now brought out. You can now individually purchase the zero two hundred hours add-on bundles. You have the Operation Torchlight kit and the Guards of Facility Nine. And currently they're doing it as a bundle with them all and some extra dice and objective markers for people who already have the starter set. So for £105, you get the Guards of Faculty 9 box, the Operation Torchlight box, an extra set of dice, the Sleepy Century, and (laughs) some objective markers. We all want the Sleepy Century. The Sleepy Century. I also like the objective markers. I think that they're, they're really nice objective markers. Might seem a little bit steep, this, at 105 quid mm-hmm. for basically two boxes of troops, some dice and a few objectives. But the models are really nice. And yeah. I think if I think if Zero 200 Hours is a game that you're playing and you really like, I would say don't just dismiss this out of hand for being yeah. 105 quid. I think it's and probably the extra dice will be quite useful if yeah. you're playing bigger games. Then, sort of like zero two hundred hours adjacent, we have War Games Atlantic who made the figures for that, and they have teamed up with Zombie Smith to make their Qua in hard plastic, which is a new game that's coming out in twenty twenty three. And as somebody who's got an army of French Foreign Legion and Eaters and Camels. Yeah. These Quar look quite cool. They, they they look very much 1982 heavy metal. That was color. my... I looked at those and went, <laughs> those look like an old animated sci-fi force. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not for me. They're not my, to my taste, but I can see other people out there really loving those. Yeah, they... And sometimes it's good to have a generic force because then you can use it as anything. Yes, you know, talking about Xena's Rampant or something, these might be quite cool for something like that. That You know, they, they could sort of fit in almost anything. And 
the in other war games atlantic news you can now buy the multi-part sas and mm. the german sentries and dogs are both as two separate kits as part oh, of their yeah. world of blades kit in the sas you get well the special forces you get 30 models in the german sentries you get 40 you get 10 dogs and 30 sort of centuries um sort of officers and stuff for the germans i would highly recommend that if you play 28 mil world war ii and you use figures which are scale appropriate for these bits pick these up because you get such brilliant like some really cool heads weapons just different poses for figures yeah that just will look really nice i think just like sprinkled in among other bits and kits mm -hmm. will just make bring your figures really a bit more to life and give you oh, a few yeah. more options just a bit more character and if someone like steel likes to chop things up and it gets lots of interesting options to like convert your figures as well well it's just something simple as like there's there's like a hand with like one dude who's just like holding a, a cell helm so you can like have a bareheaded dude who just looks like he's took his helmet off mm -hmm. it it just it's a, a really nice just a little bit more character to your figures like people are holding like a lot of holstered weapons yeah and so it doesn't like quite often when you build an army you don't want everybody to look like they're shooting at the same dude when they're sort of like running across a field or if you've got a couple of guys who are, you know a dexter unit it doesn't really sort of make that much sense for them to be all mm -hmm. you know looking like they're in the middle of machine gunning people yeah then moving on to the more talking about models, but moving on just to like nice things that you might sort of like to have knocking about. Ammo Mig have released a couple of the experimental late war German aircraft. One real, one a paper aircraft in that you've got the Horton HO9V1, which is like the, the fixed wing aircraft in 172 which looks really quite nice if you like model aeroplane kits and then in 1350 you've got a Hannibal 1 2 and 3 which for those of you who don't know is the proposed German flying saucer not the Nazi bell yeah <laughs> is that one is it yeah yes uh Revel used to make a kit of it until they got so much flack for making a a historical model kit that they stopped making it. Oh, <laughs> some people are miserable, aren't they? <laughs> who doesn't want? Who doesn't want flying saucers with MG42s? And it's it's a niche appeal, I admit. But this is a it's twenty five oh, well, euros. One of the things that'd be useful for is if you are playing Weird War. Yeah. You know, good fun. Or just like pulp games as well. I think in general. Yeah. We just want a flying saucer. Yeah, and then also in Make have now brought up, they have now started stocking the Quinta Studios decals and add-ons for model plane kits. Oh, so if you want things like 3D rivets, like interior decals for your cockpits, yeah. If you're the sort of person who likes to do your scale modeling, was like, I need to put seat belts on my figures. You can now buy the seat belts. So after you've like painted up your figures and put them in the cockpit, you can now like pick up some three D printing oh, seat belts. Awesome. I mean, that's a level that I don't go to because mine are always tabletop level. But that's brilliant to hear you can do that. I always paint the insides of my cockpits. I always do them in either like a, a dark blue or a black and metallic, so it just looks they just reflect the light, so you can't see inside yeah. them because I can't. I struggle with like putting like interior decals on flight instruments and it's stuff. quicker isn't it as well yeah now moving on to mercer minis and we have the first off we have the riders of con men which are some really really nice looking chaotic -y cavalry dudes mm. if you are into a more druidic caval chaotic look uh, I can see why people really like these. They're a little bit too busy for my personal taste. Yeah. But they are nice. You know, Mercer Minis do 
really nice minis. I do like the hounds of Khan though. I think these are really quite cool looking, like hellhound, gorehoundy sort of jobs. Don't know if it's a bit like lions. Yeah, the sort of liony, chimeric, wrongans. Yeah. And then also one of their other new releases is the not chaos dwarf on a chimera. Yeah. Which again, you know, if if you're like a giant monster who doesn't want a chimera, but I think of the Mercy Minions new releases that I didn't know I would really quite like, but then see that you actually go, I could see myself having a unit of those. Is the Walrus Warriors? Yeah. Because who doesn't want? I think they would. One of those would make an amazing D and D character. <laughs> they are it's, cool. Or a Beastman yeah. Army instead of Minotaurs, have some Walruses. Yeah, you know, they had an altercation with some shambling druid or something it's now half walrus i quite like these the, the, these are sort of they're 90 mils tall so they're sort of nearly dreadnought size they, they just look really cool i think they maybe yeah if, if you had a beastman army and you wanted to have instead of having like three minotaurs have three of these in yeah or these are you know i haven't got any like dragon ogres i've got walrus ogres Why you go. are the nets are they cast metal or have they used actual um i think there will be i think most mercy mini stuff you get the option to have it in metal or resin right so i think you probably get the choice I, no one of those nets are actually made of string if you, <laughs> you have to weave your own little net the hold i think i think I've, i have no idea I, I would be slightly scared about how the nets hold up but they do look very cool they do look very cool and then moving on to Black Sight Studios for our Australian New Zealand listeners, they have brought out another a quite an interesting range of MDF sets, including the Afghan compound, which is inspired by a lot of the compounds in sort of like Afghanistan, which is you, know, you get three buildings and ten wall sections, which is you know enough to sort of like build a, a small village for seventy-five dollars. Australian for those of you there. You there they then also brought out Firehouse number eight for ninety dollars, which I think is a legally distinct home for some very spooky ghost hunters. Mm. And the Shadow that the sorry the Sundown Drive in Cinema for sixty dollars, which I think any of you who have played sort of like the Fallout games or any sort of like Americana set games would really appreciate. I think this would be great for like Weird War, Pulp, anything set in like the 50s onwards. I think it, it looks really quite cool, like a, a drive in cinema. Who doesn't want? And then uh, their the big kit for this month, because something that Black Sight Studio seems to do really, I think, uniquely, are the like the massive full table MDF yeah. kits. And They've brought out for three hundred dollars the AVT compound limited bundle, and for those of you who don't know, uh, as I had to look this up, the AVT compound is basically the compound where they caught Osama bin Laden. Oh, right. So it's uh, it's like a, a large building, a number of outposts, then like a load of walls and gates. So it's like if you wanted to do like some ultra modern stuff and you wanted like just have like a single game in like a compound i think maybe this could also be something you could possibly use this for something like zero two hundred hours if you're playing it with more modern minis just like bumping it forward a bit more modern or if you're hmm. doing like a zombie Spec- game or something or specter ops spec ops was called yep yeah, so like that zone alpha you know all the sort of thing all those sort of things where you just want like a single compound to be your table and you know, away you go it thinks you know doesn't personally appeal to me but i mentioned yeah. because it's, it's an interesting but thing as i'm as i'm moving forward I've, I've just recently um got rid of most of my terrain and donated it to ed because he's got his own place um to play games um i think when i get to a place where i am going to have my own scenery again at my house because you know i'll be able to play at my house again um i can see myself just going and buying a set so all matches together 
you know, having a nice set, whether that be potentially a Western town or um, <laughs> something else, but just having it all unified. I think there's a lot to be said for just going, okay, I'll lay my money down and I'll get a set so it all goes together and looks like it belongs. I think there's a lot to be said for that because you're going to then get it all, it's all going to be stylistically the same. You're also going to paint it all at the same. Yeah. And, and it's probably going to like wear and weather relatively equally as well. Yeah. Rather than just go, well, I've, I've got six sections of this type of wall and I've got seven sections of this type of wall and then I've got this building and this building. It will be all a bit more iggledy pickledy. That's what I've done in the past. Just, I pick up a building here, something here, something, and then it's like none of this goes together. There's a medieval house and a um, administratum building. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose it's what you're going for because, like in reality, if, if you look at like a village, you're going to have like you know, if you've got a village with two dozen buildings, they're all going. To, most of them are probably going to be slightly different, aren't they? Yeah. Even in England, here's a Tudor building at the top, but underneath it's got a spec saver in and the bottom <laughs> underneath it, or Claire's accessories or something in there. Yeah. So um no, I think that's good. It, it's something I've come up like realised with paint doing the, the walls I'm doing for the six and ten mill stuff at the minute is actually I want to buy a lot more than I thought I needed because I want to mm. have enough walls to do the table with just the one type of wall. Yeah. Because in an area like the stone walls are going to be one type you're not mm. going to have some which are four foot high and some which are eight foot high it just doesn't it just annoys me visually and you can find out more about uh, walls on tom's new solo podcast wall chat i know it's uh, Dry stone and whetstone no uh richard herring has already got the stone podcast in like market stone cleared up in stone clearing so that is the only field and stone themed podcast that you need to listen to but moving on from that and something that actually does much more appeal to me than an afghan compound is andrew may's medieval marginalia miniatures oh my gosh because uh those of you who know me in person will know i have several marginalia tattoos because i'm the sort of weirdo who likes snails and Things I less. love marginalia as well. Uh, you won't see Tom playing a trumpet. That's for the marginalia <laughs> fans out there. These are lovely models. Absolutely lovely. Um, really like them. I didn't back this purely for the fact that I'm having to watch what I spend my money on. Yeah. And as much as I love marginalia, I, I didn't have the £45 knocking around for the 12 of them they're really cool they're really nice i think they would look if, if you're a good enough painter just to paint them up and have them as a display i think they would look a great display piece. how many models do you get in there uh the current one was for 12. so that's a frostgrave warband is what you're telling me yes yeah they'd be fine thing is that as long as you were sort of to say you know the duck in the hat is actually like my knight you know the mm -hmm. the unipod is my wizard <laughs> i think exactly i i think i think they'll probably be like a really good like D, D characters or like you, you could i think you could probably like really get your money's worth out of them by like tailoring something to use them rather than just slotting them into an existing game and it's like I might well come back to and pick some of them up in the future because who doesn't need some marginalia in their life? Absolutely. Um, I love marginalia too. Now, moving on to Pendragon, they have released and revamped some of their M3, M5 half tracks, mm -hmm. uh, including some of like the American. And who doesn't love half tracks? Oh, who doesn't specifically these are the british and the american ones Ooh. so you've got some more british m5s and the american motor gun carriages the m15 and m16 and they've also added some more of the arab israeli range with have some more of the m3s used by the idf Ooh. and they've also talking about small scale scenery they've added more of the battle scale buildings yeah these look good so they now have some timber frame buildings, some Mediterranean houses and some bridges. 
So, you know, they've now got that a wider range of, of battle scales, 10 mil stuff, which is all on their website. Then Foundry Minis have released a new Kev Adams sculpted. Specifically, it was a Halloween mini, but I think it's still available. She joins their Ozzy the Bat Vader and Otto Grips Vader. So it's now like a a goblin wizard. You know, sculpted by Kev Adams. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people like his sculpts and people collect them. That's yeah. why I chucked it in this month. Uh, you know, for those of you who like the old school sculptors, it's quite a cool wizard. Yeah. If that's your thing. Then Gripping Beast have brought out the first supplement for Soldiers of Napoleon, which is Warriors of the First Empire. This is the War of the Third Coalition. Mm-hmm. So it includes, you know, army lists for the Grand Armée and then the alliance of Austria, Russia and the British Expeditionary Force that went to southern Italy. So no Prussia. Oh, I'm not interested then. That's <laughs> <It's> all good. <laughs> um, quite, I think, I think it, it might be quite fun to play, you know, the, the British in Italy, in Napoleonics. Yeah. That might be quite a fun thing to play. Now, moving over onto Mantic, suppose two big pieces of news really. There is the new Red Book out, mm-hmm. which, for those of you not familiar with what the Red Book is, it's Mantic's. Each year they bring out sort of like a, a revised version of all their army list with like point balances and tweaks and changes to armies. I think I've heard Ronnie say if they see like some units are overused or underused at tournaments, they give things a tweak. So that's what the Red Book is, but also it has it now includes the add-on, the supplementary codex, which had some of the other army lists in. So basically now if you want to play Kings of War, all you need to do is, if you've got a copy of the existing rule book, you just buy the Red Book and that's it. There's just the two rule books yeah. now. So there's no longer the green army codex book thing. That's name I've forgotten and I can't actually see where mine is. Yeah. And also there is a new two play starter set yeah. for Kings of War, the Sands of Ahamun, which are ogres versus skeletons. And actually you get an awful lot in the box. You get twelve plastic ogres, forty plastic skeleton cavalry, ten like undead cavalry, uh ogre warlord, uh Pharaoh all your bases and the getting started rule book and the new ogres i actually really quite like but yeah i think mantic go from strength to strength they have a few that i think are misses but these are the ogres are really good aren't they yeah i think they look really cool i think i think it's to me if i was to, if you showed me a picture of them i'd say they were more like a type of big orc rather than an ogre but that i suppose it it maybe that's simply because i'm so used to the design aesthetic of like a gw ogre yeah and these are these look scary they look mean and i think they actually really suit the like mantic design philosophy of like the posing and the sculpting of them i think really sort of works that they look big imposing mean blobs and they look quite fun to paint as well they're not absolutely covered in doodads um, not a huge fan of the like battle cat things that pull the cavalry <laughs> ah, chariots. No, I think they are definitely um, a bit of a giant miss for me yeah. for that one. Um, yeah, they're not quite squigs. They're not kind of a cat. They look like some weird abomination of a squig cat. Um, I think for me. Um, also, the, another model that they've brought out that I really do quite like is the Salamander Slasher thing, which is like a yeah. giant dinosaur with a catapult on the back. And if you like dinosaurs, we put a dinosaur on a dinosaur. Yeah, with a scorpion. Um, yeah. I think it's also worth noting that this is 45 quid. Yeah. Which is half the price like other companies like big monsters yeah. like 
centerpiece models are, which is it is worth noting. You know, forty-five quid is not by any stretch of imagination a small amount, but you know, you you could pay a lot more somewhere else. Yeah, it's no, it yeah, I I, I think it's it's not just the obvious contender. I think which you would think of for having expensive mm. centerpiece models. Uh, so I think it is. You know, our hobby is never really cheap, but I think it is sometimes worth pointing out that like a lot of what Mantic do is substantially cheaper. Yeah. Than everyone does, and this doesn't look rubbish. It doesn't even yeah. look. It looks cool. It's it, good. Yeah. Now moving on away from dinosaurs with more dinosaurs Aww. on guns, something that I think it, I would really quite like, and I think I might have to pick up one or two of these is from any scale models and it's the one fifth it's from any scale models and it's the 156 landwasser schlepper wow which is the german amphibious truck thing yeah for those of you who uh from london the like ductile thing buses used to be so these are the the, the trucks or track-driven vehicles that are also a boat. Yes. And who doesn't want one of these or two? They do both the waterline version and the fully hold version. I think it in so like most World War Two games, you can just easily get away with using one of these as a truck or like a heavy staff car or something. I think it'd be, be a lot of fun yeah. to add and give a bit of spice to your table. Then staying in World War Two and moving over to Warlord, there is, they have brought out the Italian Adachi section, which is another one of their really nice metal special forces squads. Yeah, I, I think most of the like Warlord metals in their like you know ten man, twelve man units are really nice. I think these are really nice. You know, they are. There was sort of like the Italian forces that were basically created to try and stop the LRDG and to a lesser degree the SES running about and mucking up stuff in the northern desert. Yeah. They're quite nice. I, and I, then, I think it's a matter of time, only a matter of time before I actually get an Italian force for bolt action because it'd be good to have one. But yeah. Well, there is apparently there is a new book coming out next year for it, yeah. which. Is 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 rumored to actually not be propagandistically terrible against the Italians. Yeah. So we we, we will see. Um, but these might appeal to you as our resident English Civil War fanatic. Ooh. Also, in the like the, the special minis that Warlord are, are re-releasing, is that they've put back on sale some of their like special character unit things. So you've got like. The Metal Musketeers, the Musketeers marching, storming parties, Mm. veteran musketeers, and these sort of things. And these are really nice. They're nice, aren't they? I think these are really nice. They're eight-man units, but I think they would be really cool to, like, mix in with the plastics. Yeah. And just add that bit more sort of, like, seasoning and flavour to your units. It reminded me of those um, bloody miniatures just, you know just to add character to a unit, just get a few of those, throw them in the front rank and just, you know, yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, even if it's just like, yeah, these are my commanders or the Yeah. The, so you HQ. know what the front of the especially things like the storming parties, I think they look really, really super nice. Um then for eighties Doctor Who fans, <laughs> you have the the Doctor Who end of time Exclusive minis, you, you purchase specific stuff, you get a Doctor, Ace, Dalek, and a Davros. I quite like these. I, yeah, I remember watching this episode on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, might look into some of the Doctor Who stuff, possibly yeah. the Xenos Rampant, because I do like Doctor Who. Um, it could maybe, you know, it's the Doctor who's recruited a bunch of Roman gladiators to fight some Cybermen who are in a coalition with a Martian Ice Warrior. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll see how far my 
brain goes. I've got um, the war doc- I have the war doctor somewhere, so. I think in big warlord news, really, this month, it's the Hail Caesar second edition release that's yeah. up for pre-order now. You've got two options. You've got the, the rule book or the collector's edition rule book. The collector's edition is like numbered to 200 page, 200 copies. It's got gilded pages, all that sort of stuff, or just the normal hardback rule book. I wish they were doing the A5 softback version that you could buy because that's what I would buy in a half beat. I haven't pre-ordered the new rule book. I probably will get it at some point, but I'm not pre-ordering it. How about you, Andy? Well, I'm waiting to see. I've heard rumours there's going to be, well, very strong hints, rumours, like it's going to happen, that they're doing Roman versus Carthage, Carthage um, epic scale. So I might just hold off and then buy that set because I imagine it will have the small um, A5 one in there and then lots of lovely tiny little models as well. That's so, a really, yeah. That's a really good idea because we're not in any rush to be playing Hail Caesar. Oh, we've got Hail Caesar. I mean, I've months. got Hail Caesar. <laughs> I've got Hail Caesar armies and the rule books upstairs already. Yeah, I'm just going to be updating, and I'm like, okay, so. How can yeah. I get the smaller rule book? And also, I quite like those Romans and Carthaginians. Be quite good to paint them. No, I, th- I think so. That, Andy would be six mil Carthaginian army just sat in the cupboard. I think that makes. Yet. I think that makes a lot of sense. So I, I, I can see how it also making sort of like business sense of what would be the next epic scale stuff. But you've got a new version of Hail Caesar to do. Yeah, bring that out because it it would then be the sort of the third, the second. Well, I suppose the American Civil War and Waterloo were both black powder, but mm-hmm. I suppose it, it would then be a different system for that. We've also brought out some new black powder army musters for the Napoleonic British. Yeah. So you can get now sort of like three units of foot with a couple of free officers for the Waterloo campaign or the Peninsula campaign. Yeah. So you sort of, you know, if, if you're wanting to just expand your armies, buy these, get a few freebies to add on to what you want. And then now moving on to something that I know I have to buy at some point because it's me. This is from Bacchus and they have released the teaser photo of the re-sculpted poles. And who doesn't, if you like cavalry, at some point you have to have Winter's Ours. Is this now becoming an unboxing video, Tom? Yeah. Should I do it? <laughs> so for you at home, you won't have known that I just ran away to go and get my delivery. Because um, as mentioned earlier, I may have bought some stuff. Um, you know, I'm out of breath because of all those stairs. <laughs> so um, here's all the stuff I bought from Wayland Games and their Black Friday sale. She now has to <laughs> if we'd just been a bit quicker i wouldn't have had to count it on this month's purchases tom oh uh, you with your stories <laughs> there we go Ooh. so the hobby purchases this... part two part two you can hear the box here this is very yeah. exciting oh first of all i've got this lovely paper an ASMR hobby version. So I'm holding up from Cena. I've got some crystals. Nice. So it says color hobby supplies. I think you're supposed to put them on the bases of your models, but I'm actually going to use it. I'm thinking for when we play Xenos Rampant. I'm pointing some tokens and I thought these would be good for sci-fi stuff. Um, this is a, a tiny resin outhouse. As you need, in case you're caught short. <laughs> in case your models are caught short. Oh, I bought a barn. It's a little bit, I didn't realise it was actually 10 mil, but that's actually fine. 
<laughs> what scale did you think it was? I thought it was a 28 mil one, to be honest. Uh-oh. But it's not. It's um, it's 10 mil, but actually works brilliantly for English Civil War. So that is absolutely fine. Um, I also bought some little red beads. Or beads. We, yeah, we, we need the beads. Again, it's smaller than I thought they were going to be, but that's fine. Actually, that's a good thing. Um, okay, exciting. Here we go. Now, this oh, is an actual 28 mil small house, which is good. That's fine. Um, talking about how much I love Blood Bowl, I bought a copy of Spike magazine. There we go. Which is for the corn team. There we go. And I've got a jiffy bag here to open. Just, I'll get open just a jiffy. Oh. There we go. Ah, here we go. What's in the so, bag? What's in the bag, Andy? I have um, a Tamiya. Um, metallic orange and a Tamiya metallic brown which are going to be my two colours I'm going to use on my um, Imperial Nobles Blood Bowl team but you're going crazy with the enamels yeah you crazy man no but they were so cheap I thought I'll just give them a go do you like painting with enamels I haven't painted enamels for years like 30 years probably i've got a few enamels and whenever i paint with them i'm immediately like thank goodness for acrylics <laughs> well i started give them a go and then you know like a pound so and and a, a silver nice a humble silver there we go as acrylic that were all the things i got it's a good oh. bag i should a little jiffy bag uh, the funniest thing is the barn that I now thought was a twenty. I thought, wow, that's a really good price for that barn. Um, Shows how good the pictures are. If you can't tell, it's if if yeah, you I couldn't tell. There you go. And that was my shopping. How much does that all cost me? Um, it doesn't sell. This is a delivery note. It's about thirty quid. It's not bad, but that's, that's quite a haul. Yeah. If we we don't encourage haul posts. No, we don't. We don't. There's no models in there that are like actual miniatures of people. It's all like a book to read, some new things to use, and scenery to be used on the board. So cool. I so, probably get I probably get the, uh, the the outhouse, and I imagine I can get that barn painted today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, back to well, where we were. Well, we're just finishing up. We just chatted about how backers are, are redoing their 17th, 18th century poles. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they're going to they've resculpting some of it. It's all going to be out relatively soon. Uh, parts of it are going to be. It's going to the range is going to be withdrawn at some point before the full range with all the new figures is relaunched. Mm-hmm. I quite like these. I think I, I, I am going to do some wing tazars at some point. I'm not quite sure what they're. When going will to be. the wing tazars arrive? <laughs> I'm not putting in sabaton jokes, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I might well use them for like a Kislev Warmaster Army or something if I don't mm-hmm. do a full, yeah, Polish Army. Then talking also about cavalry, GW have re-released the Atalan Rough Riders, and I do mm. not like these at all. Um, they really are a release, aren't they? Yeah, these they really are. Are I think. That that full like when GW go a bit too far and go a bit too goofy and like you know what yeah, yeah. how silly can we go? These are a bit too much for me. These, but you know if you if if you've been waiting for your Rough Riders to come back, these are available. Yeah. Then there is the Meta Watch which they've re-released, which is the new balance update for Age of Sigmar, right? Which apparently they now release quarterly mm-hmm. um i don't know what that says about their release schedule if they have to release a quarterly 
balance update. <laughs> <laughs> well, they release things overpowered, and then everyone buys it, and then they reel it back in again. Yeah. So and, and then there'll be the next thing out as overpowered, and they reel it back in again. Yeah. But talking about models that sometimes IGW take things a bit silly, but sometimes they absolutely nail it. I do like their new Christmas model this year, which is the the Goth Rocker. Yeah. Simply because I like the idea of an amp squig. Amp squig. It's, you know, an amp squig sort of sold me. And it, <laughs> it's, this is a model that I could have sat on my shelf. I think yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be averse to a Goth Rocker. Well, I mean, Noise Marine. And now we've got the Goth Rocker. Yeah. I wonder what's coming next. Well. The musical. Um, I, I wonder if they'll re. I wonder if they'll make the because at one point they did like a little goth rock band, didn't they? They and did. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do that as as a make to order. For a long time, that was like the oldest set of models you could buy from them was the goth rock band. Well, then moving on to Crooked Dice, mm-hmm. the big thing for them really this month has been the Seven TV Dracula Kickstarter, which yeah. has gone really super well. I think. Yeah. Uh, at the time of recording, it's made over 700% of its funding goal. Yeah. Which is really good. You know, if, if you're you know, in partnership with Crooked Dice, Edgehill University and Stokeverse, so if, if you're interested in like gothic horror, check it out. If you're an 80s movie fan of Legally Distinct Creatures, check out the Gribblies range. I would like, like on the top of my monitor, I would have a, not a gremlin, flasher, blue tag to the top of my monitor i like these quite a lot and then in the final bit of news today which also links into cowboy news adjacently yeah from 7tv uh, the is the one of the add-ons is you get a quincy morris model which is Ooh. quite a good cowboy-esque vampire hunter Yeehaw. so we, we got a little bit of cowboy, cowboy news. There. well <laughs> It's, it's it's getting increasingly difficult to get cowboy news, but it's a, it's a cowboy in the news. Yeah, it fits for cowboy news. So then we're now moving into our hobby plans for November and December. Now, gaming wise, for me, I'm simply going to try and get a game of Key Forged in, and maybe play some Pikeman's Lament. Yeah, because I know you know we're near the end of November. December is. Christmas craziness and we're busy with working everything so probably not going to get too much gaming in hobby wise I want to finish my Warmaster army and really sort of carry on working on the six more terrain I'm working on and possibly get some paint on the six mil men who would be kings project that I've got bubbling over how about yourself Andy um I, I think I'm gonna get some of the scenery done but I'm just like I... I'm having a little bit of a break, Tom, just trying to just, um, I'm just going to paint some things I enjoy and not really promise to paint anything in particular. I'll probably get some more Tyranids done because they're nice, low-hanging fruit, nice and easy to do. But, um, yeah, scenery. There you oh, go. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll do some scenery. I, 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 don't think, I think that's really good to just, you know, don't put yourself, if you don't feel like putting yourself, any pressure on yourself, don't do it. Yeah. yeah Games-wise, um the pikeman's lament we need for our english civil war campaign would be good and some key forge as well well thank you very much andy thank you very much for listening today listeners sorry it's maybe been a little bit quicker but that's the power of lurgy speeding yeah. us through oh yes <laughs> all right well uh be back next week or two with the next episode and we'll speak to you all then goodbye thanks everyone take care Bye bye